Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Unending Rebuild. Notice I said this episode. I don't know what episode number it is. Um, I think it might be 27. 27 sounds good to me. And welcome to episode 27, uh, hopefully, of the Unending Rebuild. Uh, joining me today is Josh Lee. We have Jared Perlman out because his sister had to go get engaged, uh, but uh, and they're off celebrating. But Josh, how are you doing? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Obviously, a big congratulations to Perlman's sister. Um, so super happy for him to be out celebrating with family. So um, guys, I think you and I can hold down the fort tonight. Um, and we got a little special episode uh, looking ahead. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to to get into it. You want to you wanna tell the folks what we're doing tonight? Yeah, I think it'll be a fun episode. Um, we're going to go through and do kind of a mock startup but not mark mock startup draft but not really what we're going to be going through is really just listing the players in order that as we see them how valuable we see them in a super flex dynasty league uh the format we'll be working through is one quarterback two running back three wide receiver two flex and then the super flex uh so we're really just going to go back and forth and kind of like a mock draft format for organizational mm -hmm. purposes but uh josh is going to be just saying who he thinks the first best dynasty player is and i'll say second he'll say the third he'll say the fourth so it's kind of a draft in that sense but we're not configuring teams yeah yeah, yeah. um i'm definitely down to kind of talk through it but probably try to stick to like a one to two minute talk on each player uh because we don't want to make this episode super long and we want to be able to get through hopefully four rounds um i know we only yeah, got about that 48 players rookie mock 12 but, teams uh, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how far we get. Um, we'll, I'm excited, but I guess we'll we can just see. go ahead and start off. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. Um, so it sounds like Kai's kind of anointed the 101 to me. So I'm a nice uh, guy. You are a nice guy. I, I appreciate the gift. Uh, it's it's the it's the holiday season. It's the giving season, right, Kai's? Um, <laughs> but is. with the 101, I will be taking Patrick Mahomes. Um, I think. Not sure why this off season. Patrick Mahomes wasn't viewed as like consensus top two pick. Um, I guess he kind of was, but Josh Allen was like clear in a way the one one over Patrick Mahomes. Um, but Patrick Mahomes kind of showed why he deserved that 10 year, $500 million contract. He lost Tyree kill and he's putting up the exact same stats, if not better than he has in years past. Um, so it's kind of like, it doesn't really matter who his weapons are. Um, Obviously, he's got Kelsey still, but it doesn't really matter who his weapons are. He's going to put up insane stats, going to put up a winning season. They're fighting for the bye right now. Um, so as long as Patrick Mahomes is at the helm of that Chiefs team, they're going to be a Super Bowl contender. So um, with that, Patrick Mahomes, 101. Yeah, I can't argue with that there. Um, incredibly impressive how well Mahomes has done this year without many weapons beyond Kelsey. Um, pretty impressive. Uh, and I'll go ahead and plug in my, uh, second overall player. Uh, and that's definitely going to be Josh Allen. Um, I mean, combining the arm talent with the athleticism, the, you know, the, the organization they got up there in Buffalo with the durability, you know, I, I don't see how you can go anyone else there. I think you could consider Justin Herbert maybe Jalen hurts, but I'm not really loving that until mm -hmm. like contract happens. Plus he doesn't have the arm strength. So I think 
Allen's the only real pick here. Okay, so you go Josh Allen. Huh. So I guess I haven't I haven't been able to give this much thought. This is actually really interesting. I don't really know who to go here, honestly. Because yeah. like a lot of these quarterbacks are around the same range, like Herbert, Burrow. Um, Lamar's had a down year, but we know Lamar's still a dog. Kyler, I mean, we I had think, a little bit of conversation. I think you got to take. I think I think there's one person to take here. And then there's also these receivers that are just absolute dogs. Oh, man. All right, 103. I think I'm going to take Joe Burrow. Um, oh, okay. I mean, Joe Burrow is – He's just an animal. Um, he came in as the 101. He's performing like the 101. He has the Bengals. I mean, they s- slow start. They started off with like two and two. Um, and ever since then, they haven't really looked back. Um, they've been on an absolute tear this season. They already beat the Chiefs. They're looking to beat the Bills at home next, uh, not this week, but next week. So uh, the Bengals, honestly, are looking for a bye as well. I was shocked to see that they were in that sort of competition. But Joe Burrow is just a competitor. Like this man, it, he has Jamar Chase. He's got T. Higgins. He's got a great offensive line now. They have an outstanding defense, and he just constantly puts up points. And he's, in my eyes, the third best quarterback in the league. Um, Herbert is close for me, but I just prefer Burrow to Herbert just because Burrow has the winning pedigree behind him. Herbert really hasn't done anything. He hasn't made the playoffs yet. Um, and maybe he does this season, but Burrow's been to a Super Bowl. That kind of says something about his competitive factor. Uh, and we'll see if Herbert can do that this offseason. But for me, Burrow over Herbert right now. Yeah, you've made a good case for uh, for Burrow. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I could see it. I could definitely see it. And uh, I feel like this year people have been a bit more down on Herbert than in the off season uh, over time, uh, not wholly considering the injuries that the Chargers have had on both yeah. sides of the ball, really, but namely in the situation with the skill players over there. Um, and I mean, I know Burrow's also young, but Herbert's young too. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with Herbert here just yeah. because mm-hmm. I'm not going to have an injury injury plague season uh, impact how I view him and, even though he hasn't made the playoffs yet, he probably will this year. I, I, you know, he, he's going to get that second contract, which is what we want in longevity. And I, I don't, I don't have any complaints. I think you could put Herbert in pretty much any team in the league and he would succeed. And yeah, I'll, I'll go with Herbert here for sure. Okay. Okay. I mean, yeah, that was, but I think the gap's been narrowed this year though. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, I think 103, 104, you can go either Burrow or Herbert. Mm-hmm. You can't yeah, go it's like Mahomes, Allen, tier break, Burrow, Herbert. Burrow, Herbert, yeah. Probably another tier break because 105, I am taking my guy. I mean, I could probably go Jamar Chase here, but I'm going to go with Justin Jefferson. Just because Justin Jefferson, he's, he's insane. He's so good. Uh, he does the impossible. Um, I mean, incredible. I've never seen a play better than Justin Jefferson's fourth down catch against the Bills. That was still like the most incredible play I've ever watched live. Um, 
I was more impressed with that play than more astonished by that play than the Odo Beckham Jr. catch. Um, it was incredible. Difficulty of catch. I mean, we can always dispute that, but just like the timing of it, he's just a dog. He makes the he makes the play. He makes the big plays when they count and when they're needed. They went on to win that game. So Justin Jefferson. The only reason I take Justin Jefferson over Jamar Chase is Jamar Chase is competing with another alpha in T Higgins mm-hmm. for those targets. Whereas Justin injury Jefferson, concerns too a little bit. A little bit of injury concerns too, but Justin Jefferson, he's he's alone in Minnesota and just in enjoying just an incredible season, looking like he's going to break mm-hmm. two thousand yards this year. I'm excited yeah. to see Jefferson off the board at five here. I'd even go between Jefferson and Jamar. I would say it's like Jefferson tier break Jamar. Like I don't think it's really, that close. Really? I, I think really? so. I think Jefferson. I think he's in a tier of his own. I, I really right. do. I think. I think. I. Yeah, I do. I think he's that good. Okay. I mean, the start to his career is insane. And it's absurd. I love Jamar. Yeah. I mean, Jamar Jamar's I mean, nothing against too. Jamar and Chase. I just think there's so much more good about Justin Jefferson. And but Justin Jefferson, he's got that third-year breakout. Jamar's third-year breakout's next year. <laughs> Jefferson's had an every-year breakout, let's be honest. I mean, have you seen those numbers about how he compares to, like, other receivers in his first three years? It's ridiculous. Yeah, he's, he's like, he, he's like going to – if he continues this trajectory, he's going to go down as the best receiver of all time. Yeah, so tear break. <laughs> <laughs> that, the, that's, that's what I'm getting at. All right, who am I going to take next? Um, I don't think I'm going to take Jamar here. I'm going to go really? back to quarterback. Yeah, I'm going to go back to quarterback. And I'm going to go ahead and buy the dip on Lamar Jackson. Um, buy the dip on Lamar. Okay, not much of a dip. Yeah. Yeah, but I <laughs> – well, I'm buying where he should be bought. Uh, I mean, Lamar has proven it over the years. I've had my concerns with running quarterbacks, but he's proved that he could do it with his arm. He has a horrible situation in Baltimore where he has very little weapons. The weapons he does have are getting hurt. He's hurt. Um, His offensive line's been hurt. The Ravens have been hurt over the last two years, Uh, but he's about to get paid, and he might even go someplace else, uh, fingers crossed, where he can actually get some true help on – with some skill positions over there. So, I mean, has he even, he's barely even played a game with like Dobbins this year, even, I mean, maybe like an unhealthy Dobbins at best, you know? So I'm, this is more of a like moving forward. He's only 25. Like, I think, I I think there's a little bit of fatigue here, like voting fatigue, if you will, with his valuation currently. And I think that he should be kept right up there at the top of things. Okay. I mean, I'm never going to fault you for a pick on Lamar Jackson. I mean, man is an absolute beast. That man's got to get paid. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with him this offseason. Hopefully the Ravens pay him because he deserves that max contract. Uh, Hopefully he gets it. But I'm not going to dispute any point that you make because uh, as a pod, I think we all love Lamar. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, nothing more to say about that. Okay, 107. I'm debating between two dudes. Do I go Jamar here? Uh, no. I'm okay. At 107. I think I'm gonna go Jalen Hurts. Um, okay, that's no. what I was thinking of. It was about coming up. Okay, yeah. It was Jalen Hurts is like we know he's hurt right now, but he's putting up MVP level numbers this year. Um, was the clear cut QB one in fantasy. He's got that rushing upside, and he's built like a running back. He's built bigger than a running back, actually. The man's like 245 or something, 250. As a quarterback, that's huge. 
Um, and I know you've been uh, you've been down on Jalen Hurts in the past. I've come around. Our arm strength. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I'm happy to hear that you've come around. Uh, I think Kai, uh, Perlman and I have been on him um, since the offseason, but he's cemented himself as that franchise quarterback um, and that Q, that QB overall QB one upside in fantasy just because of the rushing ability that he possesses. And he literally gets every single goal line carry. So he's like the goal line back for Philadelphia. Um, so we'll see how long he stays in the NFL. But for now, for at least the next eight to 10 years, give me Jalen Hurts in the first round. I like that. I like that. Um, I'm torn between two guys right now. Uh, and one's quarterback, one's a wide receiver. So I'm guessing we know the wide receivers going to be Jamar Chase. And what was that? Is a quarterback Trevor? It is. Um, and I think if I'm torn, I'm going to go with the position of value here in quarterback. So I'm going to go Trevor Lawrence next. Um, I mean, I, the progress this year is insane. I mean, every aspect of his game has been better. And he's still getting pressured at a high rate. He, the Jags lead the team. I mean, the league in drops. I mean, like his top weapons are Kirk, who's fine, Evan Ingram, and Zay Jones, and he's carrying them to wins. Yeah, and dog, he even has a little bit of rushing upside. He's huge. His mobility in the pocket is ridiculous. He's doing all of these off-balance throws with velocity and accuracy, and I mean, I'm a huge Trevor Lawrence guy. I mean, I think, I think the ceiling is insane and I'm going to bank on that and bank on him continuing to get better. They're going to get Calvin Ridley next year, probably uh, if he actually like plays, I think he will, but uh, his situation's weird. Um, they're in the position to be able to draft additional weapons or uh, protection. And yeah, I mean, he, he's been ridiculous this year and I'm going to go ahead and take him. Okay. Okay. It feels early. It feels early, but I think I'm getting ahead of it here. I don't think it feels early. I think it feels right. Um, Yeah. Just because, like, Trevor Lawrence seems to be cementing himself as like the next superstar in the NFL. Um, He definitely does. Like, Jacks can make the play. They could win that division. They could win that division. I think they do because Ryan Tannehill is probably out for the year. If he's not out for the year, he's playing extremely hobbled. So. I don't think that the Titans are going to win that division, uh, especially since the division is basically going to come down to that, that week 18 game between the Jags and the, and the uh, Titans. So I'm excited. I'm really it's a great game. Yeah. It's yeah, definitely it's a great game. game. I mean, even uh, just looking at Trevor's like touchdown and interception splits from the last two years, La- last year is 12 touchdowns, I mean, 17 interceptions, 24 and seven this year. Like his completion percentage is up seven points. And he gets Calvin Ridley next year. Yeah. It's, That's crazy. I, I am, I am very excited his potential. Oh, me too. I, I, I can't also wait. he just has he has that dog in him too. Like it's like you can tell he's out there trash talking. Like he loves getting hit. Love that guy. <laughs> I'll still never forget the story. Like he's playing like a like a intramural basketball game, and some dude gets up in his face and he just shoves him to the ground so hard. There's a video of it. I haven't like, heard that. I love it. Yeah. I haven't heard I haven't seen that. I love that. This is so it's, competitive in just the intramural basketball games, too. <laughs> that's my quarterback. Yeah, exactly. That's what you need. That's what you need to get better. Yeah. 
And, and now he doesn't fight. have that dumbass Urban Meyer there anymore. Like, yeah, yeah, uh, he he had the worst rookie year, but yeah. understand this might be this might be bad. super anecdotal too. But I I like that he's not checking down to ETN anymore, or as yeah. much. Like you like in you think about college and how Clemson runs their offense. I've watched a lot of Clemson. It's a lot of like RPO. It's a lot of like very quick passes, and now you can see he's clearly going away from that and that he's not throwing to ETN a lot. Because you think if he were uncomfortable, he would just be dumping it down to his buddy all the time. But no. I mean, ETN's been almost phased out. Yeah. He's slinging it. But, okay. All right. 109. Uh, This is easy. Jamar Chase. Um, Yeah. You mentioned how you'd rather have the position of value in quarterback. And I don't... it's, It's hard to, like, clearly say that in this situation, like, like, because Jamar Chase is a generational wide receiver, um, for sure. Um, and I think Trevor Lawrence is probably a generational quarterback as well. Um, so definitely not going to fault you for it. But I was just, like, thinking, like, at the beginning of their careers, would you rather have Matthew Stafford or Calvin Johnson? Oh, that's a hard one. And that's kind, um, of, that's you kind have... of, like, where my mind went. Yeah, I mean... I mean, are, are we including Calvin's like a bit early exit? Well, we're including everything. Just like he, his like 10 years of like top yeah. three wide receiver, Matthew Stafford's like QB1 uh, status for a very long time. Yeah, that's a tough question. And that's kind of, that's kind of like where we're at right here. It's so, um, it's such a stupid question. That's tough. You know, like, <laughs> to be honest, I would, um, prefer, I prefer Calvin Johnson. Are you saying Trevor's Matt Stafford and Jamar is Calvin Johnson? Not necessarily, but like, I guess if you want to equate that, like, sure. Um, I don't. <laughs> well, I don't uh, either, but like, <laughs> I don't know. What, what was Matthew Stafford's uh, second season stats? Because they're, they're both 101s. Um, yeah. I mean, I think Trevor's floor is probably a bit higher. Cons- maybe not at the time they were drafted, but just over the course of Stafford's career. Do you have uh, – I think I'd pro- I would take Calvin Johnson over Matthew Stafford, though, yes, to confirm. What were you saying? Stafford got hurt in a second – okay, Stafford's uh, first full 16-game uh, season, he was QB5, had 5,038 5, passing yards, 41 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. Yeah. No, That's he was – <laughs> Yeah. That's uh, Calvin Johnson. What was, what was Calvin? I Johnson? can't say I can't say no to rooting for Calvin Johnson, though. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, Calvin Johnson was just incredible. Yeah, I'm actually curious what Calvin Johnson's uh, fantasy stats were. Calvin Johnson. Uh, okay, here we go. Stats. Probably not even as good as it should have been, considering how bad the team was. 2014, he had 71 receptions, 1,077. Okay, his rookie season. Damn, as a rook. Uh, okay, his first two years, he started off slow. Okay, his second season, 78 receptions, 1,300 yards, 12 touchdowns. Jesus Christ. Uh, and he was even better than that. <laughs> oh, he was way better. I'm, I'm, I'm on the sport, the pro football reference site now. His quarterback was uh, – that, oh, that was the that was 16 years. Quarterbacks from Dan Golovsky, Don Kitten, and Dante Culpepper. Stafford took over. So Stafford's first full season was in 2011, and Calvin Johnson put up 96, 1,716 touchdowns. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, I miss Where's watching him play. 
Yeah, me too. Dude, they would <laughs> team him. We love a Calvin Johnson pivot. He would still he would still snag him. But okay, yeah. Jamar Chase is Calvin Johnson. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, no, but okay. Um, <laughs> all right. This it gets tough here now. Yeah, this is where it kind of is like, how do you want, what direction do you want to take your team in? Do you want to be a rebuilder? Do you want to get young guys? Well, do you ever want to be a rebuilder from the, from the very start? I think there could be benefit to it. Um, okay. I think there's always, it's kind of like what I did last year in our startup where I didn't draft to rebuild, but I realized early on, I was the first person to commit to a rebuild and it makes it so much easier. So yeah. at, 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 at the be- during a startup, all 12 teams are looking to compete. But if you back out of that and now it's just 11 teams looking to compete and you're looking to sell older assets, it puts you in a really good position of strength because you're able to manipulate the market and you're able to set like the high, high prices for the older guys or something like that because no one's going to be looking to sell the old guys. Only you will. And meanwhile, the price of young guys who like quite haven't broken out yet, the injured guys who aren't playing falls because no one wants them because everyone's competing that year. Um, So there's benefit to it. That said, I don't think I'm going to do that right now. I think, but it does certainly get hard to pick player. You want to say quarterback, you know. You want to say quarterback. I have a couple in mind here that I'm thinking about. And, oh, man, this is tough. I'm also thinking about touching the running back waters. I think it's too early for A.J. Brown. Um, he's the last like elite young receiver right he's 25 yeah yeah i think what i'm gonna go here oh he's 25 i think i'm gonna do a mr Bijan robinson here Bijan robinson yeah i think at the 110 i'm gonna do that you get about seven years of hopeful bell cow status here at the at the least you get an elite talent it's a bit tough to take him this early not knowing what team he gets to but most startups will be occurring after the nfl draft um but so i, I think that he's dynasty rb1 before stepping on the field i don't like saying that i think it's kind of dumb but like i think just i value the youth of running back so much i would say Brees hall was except for the injury you said before the injury, Brees Hall was Dynasty RB1? I, I would have had them as such, yeah. Okay. But the Dynasty RB1, just a revolving door. I think also right now, Bijan's value is so much higher than the other running backs' perceived value. I'm not even sure if it's real. I mean, it's not realized. He hasn't played. But I, I think you could get a really valuable asset here and then see in the likelihood really of the production vets. What was that? Is he not a really valuable asset? I think he is, but I think his value. I mean, what would you trade away for the 101 right now? I mean, which is effectively trading for Bijan. I mean, you probably need like three firsts, maybe like like a one, a couple back, and like two later ones. You know, I mean, that's insane price for a running back. So yeah, it's tough to say. Um, I think I when think- you think about it like that, it's com- I'm more comfortable picking him here. But again, I, it's a completely against any good process about taking a guy that's ever played a game in the here, but. So I mean, you're saying I, if, if you were actually in this spot, 110, these first nine guys go off the board. You take Bijan here? If you're actually drafting this team. If I'm actually drafting the team, damn. Maybe I'm just fatigued from taking quarterbacks. I was torn between Tua and Justin Fields. 
Um, oh, 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 hey, this is this is a good point now. So Tua didn't make the Pro Bowl. He really? he led he led the NFL in votes for the Pro Bowl, and he didn't make it. Well, that seems dumb. How how they pick the players then? Uh, so I think a quarter of the weighting goes to fan votes, and then everything else goes to I'm not exactly sure. Media, coaches, players, something like that. Why did Tua lead the fan vote? I mean, there's no real reason for that. Uh, <laughs> he, I don't know, tank for Tua. Uh, he's a likable guy. Um, probably the entire I guess. I mean, Josh Allen, though. Like, I, I bet you the entire Polynesian population probably voted for Tua. Um, oh, maybe. Yeah, but that's uh, a little bit disrespectful, honestly. Because, like, yeah, these voting things, like, you would think that the fans would get to play a pretty big part in it. And the fact that it's like, I mean, the only reason the NFL like makes all the money that they do is because of the fans. I don't know. I think it's kind of dumb. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, also, it's like, the, I mean, they're all just trying to like get the fans to watch it. So why not just go with what they say? Damn. Yeah. Like, two, I'd vote two, for some like. so good this year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, whatever. He's getting a nice break. Huh? He'll get, he'll get, he'll get some nice time off, and it doesn't matter anyway. Dolphins are going to Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> all right, you uh, want to go ahead eleven? But, uh, okay, so you you taking Beach on there? Uh, yeah. Lock it in. I guess so, okay. Uh, am I going to lock it in? Um, uh, I just don't like any of the other quarterbacks right here right now. You gonna you gonna flip flop? I just feel like it's too soon for Fields. Tua, I think, is too much of a product of Reek and Waddle. You know, I'll go Tua just to cover up some of that disrespect from the Pro Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll take Tua at the 110. We're, we're, we're backing up on Bijan. <laughs> and we're going Tua we'll at Tua. the 110. You got to get your quarterbacks. Got to get the doesn't quarterbacks. doesn't matter what running backs you have if you don't have the quarterbacks. Okay, I like it. I like I like the Tua pick. We're gonna give him some respect here on the pod because we've been a Tua Tua pod since the uh, since the beginning. Kai's what I always call permanent I two and on. So uh, <laughs> we'll stick to Tua first round of your startups. Um, think he's just kind of scratching the surface right now. And four more years of uh, Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, he'll be a QB one for the next uh, four years. Okay, one eleven, Justin Fields. Give him to me. Um, yeah. This guy. Would you take him over Tua? I would take Justin Fields over Tua. Just because, like, this man is just an insane athlete. Maybe his career isn't as long as Tua's just because Tua doesn't uh, run at all and Justin Fields runs like a maniac. Um, but nobody can touch him. Um, he kind of has that. Uh, I didn't, I didn't want to say it because I was going to say the Lamar-esque, Michael Vick-esque, just like nobody can really touch him. But – uh, neither of those guys, uh, Lamar's career is not looking too hot in terms of, uh, longevity because he keeps getting hurt. And Michael Vick, his career was cut short for, uh, non-football related reasons, but, um, I digress. Uh, I like Justin Fields, QB one upside, uh, for what, like four weeks in a row, he was the QB one in fantasy, um, putting up like 40 bombs left and right. And I think having that ability on your fantasy roster of just one of your players just to go off for 40 points can literally win you a week. 
can win you a championship. And that's what you need. You need to go for the upside plays. And that's why I'm taking Justin Fields 111. The Bears just need to give him some help. Uh, yeah, he needs something. And, yeah, he needs some sort of help. They There's Equinamia, St. Brown, and Byron Pringle. Go have fun. Oh, my it. God. It's so frustrating for Fields. But, hey, yeah. I think I think he's getting that's the help. The Hopefully this, this offseason. Yeah. yeah, I – you know, I'm kind of on the like one side of the fence where it's like, well, I think Fields needs to prove himself more as a thrower. But then I'm on the other side where it's like, well, like who, who the fuck's he gonna throw to? You know, like I mean, you, you can only do so much. I mean, I think Darnell Mooney's like he'd probably be like a low end wide receiver too, on like an average wide receiver core. You know, I mean, I don't. Yeah, so I, I think. We'll we'll see who Fields really is. Hopefully next year if they get some weapons. But I can't fault you for the pick here because he puts up insane amounts of fantasy points. Yeah, yeah. All right. Now with my pick here at the one twelve, I think I'll go back to what I was saying. I'll go back to Bijan here. Um, Bijan. Okay. Okay. So he is your dynasty RB one. Right now, yes. I mean, you can't argue with it. I'm not even sure if it's exactly who I think is the best. And this is kind of where I get into the weeds of how I value players. But if you're telling me you can get three first round picks for this guy right now, which seemingly is what he's valued at. You yeah, know, so, so you would, you would, you would draft him to trade him. Not necessarily. Perhaps, perhaps. Yeah. Like let's say you're picking here toward, you know, the end of the first round when the quarterbacks, what if you went at the turn here, and I know we're not really thinking this as a draft point of view. What if you went to turn here, you went Bijan, and then you went like another quarterback, let's say like Deshaun or Dak Prescott, someone, someone like that. Could you package Bijan Robinson and and one of those players for one of the top quarterbacks? Maybe like you could try. If they you were could to have try, a and, and you, there's QB two is a little bit weaker. Yeah, maybe you could. I don't know. Yeah, um, you could try. So I think I think just the insane amount of value. I, but then also, like, I, there's a very good chance that he lives up to it because, like, I mean, it's yeah, exactly, your first yeah. round running back, and, and if you don't trade him, it's okay. But like, the, where the value's at is, I think I think you have that you have that out before he even plays. That's like you have a couple months to work the trade markets. But okay, so the word on the street right now is Bijan Robinson's going to the Falcons at 11, um, and he would immediately go into that run first offense, Arthur Smith's offense, and would basically be like a Derrick Henry esque player that can catch. Yeah. That would be very good. So that'd be very if, good for your fantasy. If he team. does end up there. I think he gets taken higher than where we're taking him right now because Bijan Robinson is probably the best running back prospect in the last 10, 15 years. Um, yeah. This guy is absurd. And like, think about back to the days of like LaDainian Tomlinson, Jamal Charles, when these dudes can put up like 40, 50 bombs, like constantly. Like, think about think about the LT season where you scored 32 touchdowns. What think about that's, that? That's ridiculous. That was <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was like a more sentient of a person than like a 10-year-old child when that happened. Because like <laughs> like was what would even be the point of fantasy that year if you had LT and your team was dropping 32 touchdowns? <laughs> like what would like, like what you do? Oh, you won this year? Oh, you had a Damian Tomlinson. Good for you. Um, <laughs> so like I understand your point. 
the one thing, the one negative thing I will say about B. John Robinson is that I think he's being valued at his ceiling and he's not playing an NFL game. I disagree. Really? I mean, he's what not going to get 30. He's not going to get 32 touchdowns. He's not. It's a different NFL than it was then. And But, but Arthur Smith still lives in that NFL. Marcus <laughs> Mariota throws the ball like 12 times a game. Well, they're going to have a different quarterback. Not I, yeah, I think they probably will. Who will they have? They're not. Whoever it is is not on the roster right now. Do you think so? Yeah. Pretty confident. They were pretty but, competitive this year with Marcus Mariota at quarterback for like. But that said, I mean, after Jonathan Taylor's season last year, he was valued at. I mean, he had a great season. He was a great prospect. I know he's not Bijan, but like he was, or like the level prospect that Bijan touted to be. And he was valued at like what, like two firsts and like a bit. Who? Jonathan Taylor last year. Jonathan Taylor. So now he was like two firsts, but even like Najee yeah. Harris was valued at two firsts after last year. Yeah. So like. So, so what I'm like saying is that, like, yeah. if Bijan Robinson comes in has an RB one year, you're not probably getting more than three firsts for the guy, and he's already okay. valued at three firsts now. So okay, I'm but it's saying, like, first, but like, let's say those three firsts are all late firsts. Then, like, well, of course, of course, there's a nuance to it, but yeah, I, so like, you know, I, I, I'm a player of Bijan It's the Javante Williams fallacy. It's like he hasn't done it yet. You know, you got he's a running back. Shit can but happen. Javante I, Williams is not Bijan Robinson. I know. I'm just saying it's someone that's this. valued highly who hasn't produced yet. So the way that I'm thinking about it, okay, like, like let's say, okay, so we're, let's say like late three late. Getting first. heated. <laughs> I wouldn't do three late first. No. So if you're the Bichon, if you're the Bichon, if I'm the, if I'm the 101 holder, I'm trade. I am looking to trade Bijan Robinson for like the one two or one three. Plus, like a mid first and a late first, and I well, would like, be. Let's say, I would let's say think those that's... three late first ends up like being like the caliber of players of like let's say, let's say you get lucky one year, you get like a Jalen Waddle, a Devonte Smith, and a Rashad White. Do you take those three players for Bijan? No, Jalen Waddle, Devonte Smith, Rashad uh, White. Actually, Bichon? maybe. Yeah, from, uh, it's, a, it's a good one. It's even, right? Right now, right now, yeah, it's it's even, yeah. But what if Bijan like puts up like a Derrick Henry's? Let's say Derrick Henry's twenty nineteen season, twenty twenty season, whatever year that he was clear RB one. I mean, then like it's, we're talking it's, about three wide receiver league. Uh, I know I'm kind of a fan of training running backs at their peak if you can. And I think this is about as close to the peak as you can get. Okay, well, oh man, I wish I could get Bijan. Oh man, <laughs> I want Bijan Robinson so badly. I do a startup. <laughs> that, that's that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's let's move on. We, we've talked about the two one. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, do you want to go back to the two one since this is you? Yeah, I can go ahead and go twice. Uh, not treating it as the same team though. Yeah. Um, for the sake for the sake of the valuation, treat it as the same team. For the sake of evaluation, okay. Well, that means I have to go quarterback. You don't uh, have to. That's not true. Well, I think you definitely should. You need a stud back there. It's going to start for some long period of time, and I think this is where it starts to get kind of messy. Uh, this is an interesting one here. Where where would you go with this? I mean, there's. Uh, I, I think it's between Kyler and Deshaun Watson. 
Ooh, I wouldn't go either of those guys. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't actually, I don't like anyone here quarterback. So maybe I do go somewhere else. I think I'm going to go AJ Brown. AJ Brown. Okay. I'll go with AJ Brown here. You're getting a top receiver, still pretty young. Very, very good situation. Alpha profile, safe pick here. It's a bit scary not having two quarterbacks, but it is what it is. I mean, sometimes you take the the value at uh, other positions when the quarterbacks that you want don't fall to you. I mean, that's kind of the just how it works, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, um, I like the AJ Brown pick. Or AJ Brown pick. I'm not going to fault you for that. But there's actually one receiver that I would I would take over AJ Brown. And that is this offseason's biggest riser in dynasty drafts, in my opinion. And that is Amon Ra St. Brown. Amon Ra, really? Amon Ra. Wow. Dude, I am Amon a big Ra. fan of Amon Ra. Um, I love this him guy, too. This guy's just an animal, dude. Like, people have been hating on him for so long because he was a fourth round pick. Um, but when he's healthy, when he's on the field, He's a target hog. He gets like 10, 11 targets. He's, He's a swap really, receiver. He really is. Yeah. He gets like eight catches, 80 receptions at a minimum if he plays the entire How game. many times tackle at the goal line? Like 11 times a season. Yeah. You can imagine if he had half those <laughs> touchdowns. <laughs> be... How many touchdowns does he have this season? Six. I just looked. He has six. Okay. So if he has those other 11, he's, got, he's at 17 and nobody's even questioning that at all. Um, yeah. You're not wrong. So <laughs> that's why he's got to get stronger. <laughs> or he's just got to want it more you know <laughs> yeah he, he doesn't have that dog in him uh yeah yeah i'm gonna st brown's my guy um he is he just turned 23 um super young still uh and i think this lions offense is going to be something to uh, a lot of teams are going to fear for a very long time with amon raw jmo and this offensive line, um, it's it's quite a sight to see. They just need a quarterback that can really uh, elevate the offense and it'll all be complete. Yeah. Um, this is where it starts to get really hard, I think. It does. It there's, does not really, there's, there's, there's not really any wrong picks. It's a bit tough, too, when you don't have, like, teams to guide you, you know? Because, yeah. like, we're not really well, picking as a team. You kind of use the teams here to kind of guide you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, then, if I have – if. Okay, I know who I'm picking, man. If I'm using the team to guide me here, Team 10 took Tua. Team 10's taking Jalen Waddle. You're taking also, Waddle I, every week? I, right now, yeah. yeah. I okay. think I am. Okay. He's young. He's got that age on him. You know, I don't think yeah, you can yeah. take someone as, as old as Tyreek here. But I love Jalen Waddle. He's so fast. Every time he plays, he performs. You know, he's still commanding he's targets, even that. though Tyreek's there. Yeah, Even though Tyreek's there, he's still commanding targets. And you get that Tua Waddle stack, like, come on. Like, you're set for, like, I mean, if Tua really figures it out and proves that he's more than just Reek and Waddle, like, surely, then, like, you got a nice stack for the next, like, seven-plus years. So, I like going Jalen Waddle here. I like it. I like Jalen Waddle, too. Uh, You're right. This does get pretty tough here. Um, If we've got Jamar... Team nine took Jamar, yeah. Team nine took Jamar. This is pretty tough. Let me check. Let me check. Who's some of the top performers? Honestly, we have Jamar. Let's just stack the wide receiver room. And I think I'm just gonna go Tyreek just because like mm-hmm. Tyreek's just not slowing down. I mean, 
This dude is an insane athlete. And he's built perfectly. He's he's like he's compact. I don't expect him to slow down anytime soon just because he looks like insanely fast. And I, I don't know. He's he's a difference maker. Um and if you have him like such team, a unique build. He does have a very unique build. Um and if you have him on your team on a dynasty team too. He's he's a league winner. He's a guy that can win you any given week. Um, he can score 50 at a whim. Um, so he's going to be in that warm weather. Two is going to be throwing the ball for the next four years. I think Tyreek can still perform at an elite level for at least the next three years. So I think that three-year longevity, and I know, Kai's. we always say it's pretty hard to project out past three years. It's even hard to project out next year. So Tyreek kills the dog. I'm going to take Tyreek Hill. Okay, I like that pick. I mean, especially if you're like a win now type team, like, I mean, can't get much better than that. Uh, yeah, with what's available, that's that's absurd. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I, I'm struggling here with who I want to take uh, with this next pick. Um, I think I'm gonna go Kyler Murray here. Kyler Murray, I'm Kyler, but like, I'm okay. Not super- we're considering this yeah. a 2023 startup in this offseason. Kyler Murray has a 20 ACL. Do you still want him here? Mm-hmm. You do? I think so. I, I I think he's proven enough that he has the profile. It was a clean tear. It, it'll take some time, but, like, I'm not too concerned about his mobility. You know, he hasn't been running as much anyways recently. And, you know, he's the fastest quarterback in the NFL even if that gets taken down a notch once he's fully recovered, I don't really even think it will be like how things are going these days. I he's think it's a good pick. Now, I I don't always oh, oh quickest quickest. Um, okay, I can say quickest. Yeah, yeah. But the way you know, I I don't really like Kyler honestly. But why take him? Here? With a, you don't like him. He's a quarterback with a big contract. I, I, I don't like where he's valued at. I mean, I'm looking at Dynasty pro, or Fancy Pros right now, and he's valued as QB 10, which is close. I, really? I think it's a bit, I, I think it's starting to reflect. To, when was that last updated? I think today. Wow. Uh, two days ago. Wow. He's still yeah, so that's great. Where, where, yeah. where are we taking here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And eight, that's fully eight, reflected. Ten. He got taken at yeah. 10. Right. Okay. Yes, yeah, so I think that's about right. You know, I think I think it just it's always gonna rise back up with the injury bump. And you watch Kyler and you're just like, you always feel like you want more out of him, you know. And I think that's kind of the why he leaves a bad taste in everyone's mouth. But with the he's gonna outlast Cliff Kingsbury <laughs> is uh is a main thing of mine. And We've seen Kyler, and we know he can do it at a high level. So I'm going to bank on that, bank on him getting it right as he recovers, and just uh, hope he's ready to be uh, starting by the start of the regular season next year, maybe week five or so. Okay. Um, I guess I can't fault your rationale. Uh, I'm going to fault the fact that I hate Kyler Murray. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what it is about him. He just makes me angry. Um, I was listening to some podcast maybe or something or some tweet or whatever, but I heard someone be like, so you're trusting the guy who had to have the video game contract <laughs> to, to do a good ACL recovery. Like, <laughs> but 
I mean, you don't get to being this good of an athlete without putting in hard work. So I'm not concerned. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Definitely can't fault that. Um, okay. Moving back into it. Uh, this, this is like the really interesting spot in drafts where it's like, do we go youth or do we go proven production with like guys that are going to be dogs next year? And I think with that being said, with Jalen Hurts, we don't know how long his career is going to be, but we know he's going to be a dog next season. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually going to take Christian McCaffrey here. Because um, okay. Christian McCaffrey is an animal. Um, still is. only 26. Uh He is one of those guys who's your set and forget RB1. Uh, He is the, his floor is like 20 points. I think over his last four weeks, he has like at least 25 points every single week. Uh, He's crazy. Uh, Wait, is that right? PPR 20. Am I looking for the right season? These numbers are so good. Oh, okay, okay, here we go. 25, 29, 28. Yeah, yeah, Okay, last three weeks, he has 25.8, 29.3, 28.6. That's absurd. Um, and he's just going to get to the crazy. He puts up the numbers of, like, a wide receiver one um, without yeah. the rushing stuff, which is absurd. Uh, so he's like an RB and wide receiver, like, combined into one. He can win you any given week. Give me Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey, Jalen Hurts right. on that team. That's, that's, that's stud level. I like that. I like that. Uh I feel like before this year, this I'd start thinking about Kyle Pitts right about now, but I don't think I'm going to do that. Yet. Uh, yeah, um, it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> about here in the Kyle Pitts street. When do you, when you Kelsey, man? Like that. I, I feel like you're even in the conversation about Kelsey soon. So um, this is actually interesting because I did my startup two years ago um, in one of my leagues where I had the 101, and I took Patrick Mahomes at the 101, and at the 212, I took Travis Kelsey. I think he still remains two twelve. I think Travis Kelsey here too. Just stack him with Mahomes and just forget about it. Yeah, let's just do. Let's rig it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's very realistic, uh, honestly. Yeah, no, it's super realistic. Um, yeah, who do I take here? I mean, there's there's some interesting guys because there's like, okay, do you go the youth of like a CD Lamb or do you go just the proven yeah. like Stephon Diggs or Devonte? I think. I think I'm gonna go CD Lamb here. You go CD Lamb, okay? Yeah. Yeah, I like his situation. He's bound. I think CD kind of was overhyped and then was underhyped after like one bad game at the beginning of the year, and then he's definitely pulled it together. He's definitely been shown that he can lead as the as a Cowboys like number one wide receiver. He's kind. Of, I think it's a safe pick here. He's he's a great athlete. He's proven. He's still young. What's he like? Twenty three. I mean, he's twenty three. Yeah, I mean, he's been putting up numbers all year. Yeah, I, he, I, he already I, has over a thousand yards. He's eighty one receptions, eleven hundred yards, and six touchdowns in the year. Wide receiver seven. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's wide receiver seven on the year, and he's twenty three. And I just took him at y, as wide receiver seven here. So, like, uh, I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah, can't fault you for that. Um, I'm a big fan of CD Lamb as well. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like okay. it's kind of like it's what I've talked about here before about kind of like the meme factor about when guys get like memed, you know, it's like they're like, oh, we don't like this guy, so we're just gonna like it affects people's perceptions of fantasy. 
And yeah. because he is all, he was so polarizing at the start of the year. Well, half the people were like, well, he's so good. The other people were like, well, he hasn't proven it yet. And then when he had one bad game, everyone's like, oh, he's terrible. Trade him away for a first round pick at the beginning of the year. And then the value still hasn't really reflected the where it should be yet after that major fall. It's so silly, but it's volatile like that sometimes. Yeah, he is very volatile. He's very polarizing. But you're right. He's just a good player. He's a dog, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. And he kind of carries that Dallas receiving room right now. So It definitely is. I mean, Noah Brown's the other option. I mean, or Michael Gallup is barely healthy. Yeah, it's 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 tough out there. Um, but I don't fault the pick. Love CeeDee Lamb. So, um, fuck the Cowboys. But, yeah, like CeeDee Lamb. He's a great talent. Um, okay. 208. This is tough, man. Um, I think I'm gonna just do it. You know, screw it. We got JJ. Let's just go Stefan Diggs. Um, oh, that's a wide receiver room. He is an animal, and he will continue to be an animal for the next few years. Um, with Josh Allen, he's just, he's unstoppable, honestly. Um, he's the wide receiver three right now. He already has 1,300 receiving yards, 10 touchdowns on the year. I expect him to continue to put up, put up those numbers, um, throughout the length of his contract in Buffalo. He probably finishes his career in Buffalo. Um, I like Stefan Diggs. So like we always say, it's hard to project out further than two years. So Give me the stuff on Diggs, Justin Jefferson, wide receiver. Home. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Uh, all right. Next, I think I'm going to go back to running back. And Eckler? No, I, I think I, I, it's tough for me to take a running back who's going to be 28 start of the year in the second round. PT? Yeah, I think I got to take Jonathan Taylor here. I was thinking maybe Saquon, but I think it's a bit early. I'm going to go Jonathan Taylor. Um, yeah. Like you it. know, I think you're getting. Really, I think it's good value on JT here. Um, obviously proven. Colts have had a really bad year. They really can't get much worse, and they have an organization that, although it's kind of failing with this like veteran quarterback model that they built, they they still have they still have showcased aggression in terms of adding talent to the team, which I think indicates that the Colts have to be better next year. So I'm good with JT here. I think his value is a little bit depressed after a couple injuries this year. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it, it, there's very few guys in the game. You look at them, you're like, that's a bell cow running back. We have no concerns about him getting a, getting 20-plus touches a game. I mean, I think Bijan's going to be that guy. McCaffrey's that guy. Jonathan Taylor's that guy. And then you got a couple older faces out there. I mean, Josh Jacobs has been, you know, but there's Derek Henry, you know, but there's not really that many people like this, especially like a 23-year-old, yeah, 23-year-old Jonathan Taylor. So I like JT here. Yeah. Um, I actually kind of forgot about JT just because he has had such a bad year. Yeah. Um, and the Colts suck. Colts suck. He's, he's a beast, though. And um, I like the pick. I mean, you're certainly buying the dip because – that's probably his floor for next season. Um, just because I don't expect a terrible year from the Colts again. Maybe they do, but I don't expect them to happen. And the it's so weird because the Colts went from the number one blocking team in the NFL to like one of the worst. Um, and JT's production this year obviously reflected that. 
He had a bum ankle. So um, I think he, he can have a huge bounce back year next year. So I like the pick. Yeah. Cool. Uh, got? This is even harder, dude. I don't know who to take. It gets here. hard. I don't know how we do like startups. Like, I mean, we, we let ADP like basically drive the entire draft, which has always been one of my like pet peeves about fantasy drafts is like ADP drives the draft basically entirely. Um, yeah. But it's so hard to but value. There's a reason players. ADP is what ADP is, though. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's basically just a consensus like of how players fall. And it's, it's so interesting yeah. how it works, but like it, it makes sense, and it's usually in redraft. Right. I'm in redraft. I'm way more happy to go off the board a little bit, uh, but with dynasty players, know what they're doing. No one's dumb walking in here, and yeah, I mean, it, it re- I think it depends how you want to build your team. Do you want to build it with like older guys, like, or do you want to start with the young people? You know, like I've already been thinking about like Chris Olave, for example. Like that's a name that's popped into my head uh to take at this point you know so like it's really just like how I, I think so far i've been looking at this with a bit of a younger lens well you've taken guys like mccaffrey you've taken guys like uh stefan diggs you know so i haven't quite put that thinking uh to work yet i'm still thinking about young guys because from my perspective i'm like okay i'm looking to have this dynasty team for at least a decade you know mm-hmm. these are this is the best chance i have to like to get a great player for free I want that great player for free for a number of years. Now, if that comes at a cost of like, let's say I get, like I took, uh, did I take Waddle before D- Diggs? Or let's say I took CD Lamb before. before. I took, yeah, let's say I, t- I took Waddle and Lamb before Diggs. Waddle and Lamb are going to play at a top level for another seven years. Diggs, and probably minimum, right? Like to their 30. Diggs is like, what, 29 now? So he hasn't really shown sides of slowing down. He's in a great situation. But he's probably got like, three years left it really depends when those injuries start happening yeah so that's for, very for, i guess that's like so the most for waddle so for like waddle and and lamb i'm getting a free player and let's say the next three years Diggs is averaging let's say like 18 points a game roughly mm-hmm. uh oh I just got a commercial playing on ho- on a football reference that was just so loud. It started screaming happy birthday to me. But back to my point, that was weird. Back to my point, um, you know, maybe Diggs is putting up like 18 points a game. Let's say Waddle and Lamb are at 16. Mm-hmm. I, will t- I will eat that two-point difference to have that player longer, personally. Okay. Uh, okay. Especially because that's not set in stone. Because, you know, for those three years, you get the two points less per game. What's that going to decide? One matchup in your year, maybe I don't know. Um, and but then you also get that player for years afterward, uh, at a minimum, really. Uh, I'm kind of giving Diggs the best case scenario where he's still producing at 18 points a game at 32 years old, and I'm giving Waddle and uh, Lamb the worst case scenario where they're no longer producing after 30. So it ju- it just the, it never improves. So it's just I, it's kind of how I approach it. I I guess there's definitely like. I agree from like an optimization of like a dynasty value perspective. That's the way that you should be playing the game. Mm -hmm. But the interesting thing is, is this isn't a game to optimize dynasty value. This is a game to win dynasty leagues. And so that's why like, there's like the competing like schools of thought. There's like the draft and then there's, you want to win. So like, okay, there's these other teams that are like, okay, I'm going to value the youth 
I'm going to be taking these guys who are young. But it's like, okay, I know Stefan Diggs is going to put up 300 PPR points next season. These guys are taking – and Stefan Diggs goes off the board at what? Wide receiver seven? Wide receiver eight? Wide receiver eight. eight. Stefan Diggs, that's probably his floor for next season. Um, so the fact that I can get Stefan Diggs here and I have Justin Jefferson already – I have a pretty good shot to for our dynasty league, for example. You win a thousand dollars. That's forty points a game, right there. Yeah, exactly. So that's and like that's you said. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's really how you. I mean, we know fantasy football is part skill, part luck, and mm-hmm. it depends how you. You know, do you want to have like three years of twenty percent chance to win it, or do you want six, seven years of ten percent chance of winning it? And wow, you know, like how do you uh you know it's that's what makes it a good game is that you know neither strategy is necessarily better, none's proven. And you know, it's just that's that. There's no wrong way of playing dynasty. That's the kind of the beautiful thing about it. Um I mean I guess like and you're always gonna miss. You're gonna miss yes people are always gonna miss exactly. But like all teams miss. We were clowning Calvin for so long. They made it to the semifinals now. Um, like it's crazy. He, and like he hasn't had one injury to a good player. <laughs> it annoys the hell out of me. We clowned Calvin all of last year in our in our yeah. 14 man dynasty league. Man made the finals. <laughs> yeah. You gotta he start just, respecting them. He 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 just he just figures out how to get string wins together and like he only drafts studs. I don't know. Like his he's his depth is non-existent on every. He doesn't one get of- injuries. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> like I was looking at, I lost him this last week, and I was looking at his team, and I see he had some like random guys on IR, like Chase Edmonds or like mm-hmm. Craig Reynolds. But like his whole team is just like healthy. It's been the same team all year, and uh, yeah. Anyway, I don't want to. My hypothesis, my uh, my galaxy brain uh, hypothesis is Calvin never gets injured either. The fact that well, it's not like Calvin like doesn't get injured. Calvin gets hurt, but he plays through everything. Calvin played our entire (laughs) high school senior season for soccer with a torn meniscus. He played the entire season with a torn meniscus. (laughs) Why? He wanted to play our senior season. Uh, Like we had (laughs) we had a shot to like win the district, so Calvin wanted to play, and he played the entire season with a torn meniscus. He just he just has that that next level like dog in him, and these maybe he just drafts guys that like they get hurt but they just play no matter what. Maybe that's 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 the way that I think about it for Calvin because like at some point if it keeps happening, it's not luck. <laughs> mm-hmm. But okay, um, back to the draft. Uh, a little how bit. How about we run through to a th- like quickly and give through the third round. No more like yeah. tangents about like broader dynasty strategy. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, 210. I'm going to take Kenneth Walker. Um, okay. Dude's good. Uh, very young. Um, should be even better next year. So give me Kenneth Walker. Yeah. I like that there. I was thinking about him too myself. Yeah. Um, 211. I'm going to go T Higgins here. I no. love T Higgins. I like him a lot. He's had a little bit of injury uh, issues. He has Jamar Chase, but they got Joe Burrow, so it kind of balances out. And he's a touchdown machine, fantastic player. Uh, also, I'm not wholly convinced that he's going to be on the Bengals much longer. I don't know how they're going to pay Burrow, Chase, and T. I think they paid Chase before T. And I think they look at T and they're like, hey, we can go trade him for like an A.J. Brown-type deal and then go draft another receiver. 
So I think T Higgins could find himself being on an alpha on a team pretty soon. So I take T. Okay. I like it. I like T a lot too. Uh, 212, Travis Kelsey, give him to me. Sack with nice. Mahomes. Uh, clear tight end one for I don't know how much longer. Uh, maybe it's five years. Maybe it's three. Maybe it's one. But uh, I'm going to take that bet. Um, I agree. You want to go ahead with 301 too? Yeah, 301. Ah, this work gets tough. Um, hmm, let me let me give a second to think. I think there's a tier of wide receivers here that's interesting. Yeah, there is. Uh, this is this is tough, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, let me take Garrett Wilson. Okay, he was in that uh, tier. Yeah, I like Garrett Wilson. He's He's a beast. He's super young. Rookie this season, obviously. Uh, he's shown that he can do it with very anyone at quarterback except Zach Wilson. But <laughs> no one can um, do it with Zach Wilson. Yeah, facts. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and oh wait. Uh a lot. I'll go Chris Olave here. Olave. Chris Olave is a stud. He's young. I mean, he's been doing it with Andy Dolan. He'll do it with whoever comes next. And yeah, I'm down with Chris Olave 100% here. He's been fantastic this year. Kind of cooled off a little bit as of late, uh, yeah. but no quarterback. Stud. Yeah, yeah, stud. I mean, there's no, right. there's no ifs, buts, or maybe's about it. Three, three. Give me Brees Hall. Uh, I know he does the 20 ACL, um, but he's so good. He's an animal. Um, so we'll stack Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, the two stud running backs. Yeah, it's a great running back room for that team. Uh, next, I will go. Ooh, I think I'm going to go wide receiver again, maybe. Yeah, I'll go wide receiver again here. I'm going to go with DK Metcalf. Okay. Uh, I think yeah. he's been played this year because people thought Gino is going to be a bomb. He's not a bomb, Gino. Hopefully he'll be there for a bit. He's a free agent this year, but I think the situation is going to be consistent. And I have full faith in Pete Carroll to make uh, – in a situation where DK succeeds and Tyler Lockett's not getting any younger. Okay. I like it. Uh, three, five. Uh, this is the team that's going for the win now with the mindset <laughs> of all these guys are taking young players. I'm going to go ahead and profit. Can off I that. guess, Can I guess yep. Austin Eckler, Austin Eckler, pop, pop him in there. Yep. <laughs> that that, that team's team. going to be filthy. <laughs> they're going to have to figure out quarterback, but they're going to be so good. Um, hey, the quarterbacks are right, following. Next. Yeah, next I'm going to go quarterback here, and I think I'm going to take Deshaun Watson. Hate the guy, but from a dynasty mindset, it's tough to get a profile like his in the third round. You have to think that he figures it out after practicing a bit more and playing a bit more, so I'm going to go Deshaun Watson. Okay, I like it. Uh, I guess in that same vein, 307, give me Dak Prescott. Um, He's going to be the starting quarterback for the Cowboys for at least a few more years, Um, and he's got a pretty good wide receiver room over there with C.D. Lamb. Um, maybe they p- pick up another receiver in the draft. Michael Gallup will be healthy next year. Um, yeah, it's a good squad. Cool. Uh, next pick, uh, this team already has Trevor Lawrence and Kyler Murray. Uh, so they, they need some skill position player. Um, look at the running backs. I don't love them. I mean, at this point, it's kind of starting to get into like, I feel like you're getting to like a whole new tier here. Yeah. Um, Oh, you know who's not off the board yet? I'm going to take Devontae Adams here. I think that yeah. I'm going to take Devontae Adams here. I mean, he's older, but you know, you got those two young quarterbacks. You can, you can, yeah, you you can you can afford to take a bit of a hit here. Um, 
by getting an older player because you don't have to waste any first on quarterbacks in the future. Okay, I like that. I like that rationale as well. Um, okay, this is interesting. Uh, team nine, we have Jamar Chase and Tyree Kill. Honestly, let's get some youth in there. Let me get Drake London. Um, he's a little Ooh. bit unproven, but I think he's just an elite player. And like, he, like, I know the Falcons don't throw a lot. He's running like a 40% target share. Uh, Desmond Ritter played this weekend. He had like 46% of the targets or something. Those are elite numbers. And he's got uh, elite yards per route run. Um, he's going to be a stud. He looks like a stud already. He just needs a quarterback that, that can get him the ball. Okay. I like that. Um, let's see. Where are we now? Uh, okay. This team has Tua and Waddle. Hmm. I thought about Travis Etienne. I have a little, I have some concerns about him, but you know what? I think I'm going to go Kyle Pitts here. I'm going to go okay. Kyle Pitts. He's off the I, board. Think, Kyle Pitts. I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, people like pointed this year, but it's the same reason why Drake London's a good pick here. You know, you can't really bank on this year's production from the Falcons. And uh, I mean, Kyle Pitts put up a thousand yard receiving season as a rookie tight end. So not much else to add than that. Yeah, this is interesting. Honestly, I think 311. I think Cup has fallen too far. Give me Cooper Cup. Uh, um, yeah, I was just thinking Cooper Cup there. I mean, that's a solid. Yeah. You got Cup and Amon Ra on the same team. That's a PPR. <laughs> that's a PPR. That's 20 points PPR a week. <laughs> Plus Justin Fields. Yeah. I mean, honestly, Cooper Cup, he probably goes a lot higher than this in actual startups just because he only has a sprained ankle. Um, so he's going to be at full health next year. Matthew Stafford's going to play next year. So, um, yeah. Wheels up for Cooper Cup. Take him, take him yeah. earlier than three eleven, please. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm, I am down with that completely. Uh, next, we're getting into the starting to get into the weeds a little bit. You can probably go off the board. I think I'm going to go Michael Pittman. I like Michael Pittman? Pittman a lot. I like Michael really? Pittman a lot. Yeah, I like that's him. crazy. Okay, that's that's my first crazy like stop that he's gone off in the first three rounds. <laughs> No, I like Michael Pittman a lot. I think he's a really solid player. I think he profiles well. And again, that quarterback situation will keep getting better. And I'm a fan. Wow. All right. Uh, let's try to get through the fourth round. Uh, we're, we're still in the yeah, end. Let's, let's speed. Yeah, we'll speed run through it. Well, I like that pace of that third round. We can keep up with that. Yeah, I like that too. Let's keep going. Let's keep it up. Cool. All right. So you're back on the board with 4-1 with that same team. You don't have a quarterback with that team. A Bijan, A.J. Brown, and Michael, Michael Pittman. Okay, so I will go quarterback here. Let me look up who is available. And I think, oh, the sword starts to get a bit gross. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could also take rookies, remember? Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'll go ahead and take Bryce Young here. I think that's okay. the best choice. I mean, other quarterbacks available are like Trey Lance, Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, Kenny Pickett, Russell Wilson, Geno. I mean, uh, yeah, give, give me him. All right, Bryce Young, there you go. <laughs> Popped in Bryce Perkins for him. Okay, cool. Nice. Uh, team 11. I guess we could go another receiver or another running back. Uh, shoot, this is tough. We have Cooper Cup. We have, um, I mean, this is kind of shaping up to be like a team that could be competitive this year. Um, and I have to say about that last pick, I think that's great value for the perspective 101. I think so too. Uh, 4-2, give me Saquon. Uh, I, yeah. Saquon's just going to be a beast. He probably resigns with New York. He's still he's still a stud. I mean, he, 
I was at the game uh, on Sunday night, uh, and he diced up our defense uh, in the fourth quarter. So give me Saquon Barkley. Man has legs. Perfect. Uh, Saquon. Next year, we got, got the team with Tua, uh, Waddle, and Kyle Pitts. Uh, I think I'm going to go running back here. And I think I'm going to go Josh Jacobs. I'm going to go Josh Jacobs. I think the Raiders resign him, and they're going to continue. I like Jacobs a lot here. A bell cow. And he's, he's still, still pretty strong. young. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to go Josh Jacobs. Okay. Jamar Chase, Terry Kill, Drake London. Uh, let's get the perennially undervalued quarterback. Let's take Kirk Cousins. Um, Kirk. He's Kirk. always undervalued. Um, he's still kind of in his prime. He's still going to have Justin Jefferson. He's one of the meme guys. He's one he of the meme guys. guys. But he's putting up, he's putting up numbers. Uh, he's the QB8 right now. Um, and I expect those numbers to kind of continue into next season. Uh, is he's going to be tied to Justin Jefferson for a very long time? All right, this next team has Trevor Lawrence, uh, Kyler Murray, and Devontae Adams. And I'm going to go ahead and bless them with Travis Etienne. I am going to take the upward trajectory of the Jaguars and place it in the hands of Team 8 here with Trevor Lawrence and Etienne. I think that offense is going to continue to get better and better. ETN will get more goal line hit, uh, carries a lot. The, the Jags have loved passing it in the red zone. You watch a lot, of, a lot of Trevor's touchdown passes. They're from like within like 10 yards. Um, but I think e- having ET on the team, I think they'll get him more involved this the next uh, year. And also running backs always benefit when the offense uh, is better. Okay. This is actually very tough here. Because I, I was looking at the receivers and like, I probably want a receiver for this team because we've heard McCaffrey Prescott. I mean, we could go Debo here, but he's kind of getting in that age and he's a little bit injury prone. I mean, assuming DJ Moore gets like a good quarterback, we could go DJ Moore. Oh, this is really tough. Yeah. Well, Chris Godwin. Uh, I guess we could. I mean, I don't know who the quarterback's going to be. In Tampa next year, though, like if I Kyle Godwin's like a little bit quarterback proof, though, just because of how he plays, he just gets open in the middle and it's pretty easy. I don't know. I'll, it could be Trask. I think they bring in someone like Jimmy G, though, honestly, but it could be Trask. I'll let you take Chris Godwin. Uh, it sounds like you're gonna okay. take him really soon. Um, uh, Man, this is really tough. Honestly, fuck it. Give me Devonta Smith. Uh, I'm going to stack him with Jalen Hurts. Just because Devonta Smith is young. He's going to be tied to him for a long time. Um, and I think that wide receiver duo in Philly is going to be a wide receiver duo to uh, that the league is going to fear for a very long time. All right. Awesome. Uh, I'm team six now. Got Lamar, uh, CeeDee Lamb, and Deshaun Watson. So I think... I could go running back or quarterback here, or excuse me, running back or wide receiver here. We talked Chris Godwin. He, uh, you know what? I'm going to do something here that might be a bit silly, but you know what? Ride the hot hand. Ramondre Stevenson. Oh, I love Stevenson that. here. I actually love I, that pick. I think there's a good chance that he continues to be the guy. I don't think Bill gives a fuck about draft capital. And, uh, I mean, he's really good. And the, the Patriots always have a good offensive line. So, yeah. And I, I think what's a, what I like about Ramondre, too, that gives me a lot of faith in him, 
is how Belichick uses him goal line, third downs, passing downs, uh, first and second down. He's using all situations, which even has been very rare for Belichick. So I like him a lot. Okay. Pop him in there. Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry, I got that. Um, Ramondre. Yeah, Ramondre's a beast. I'm a big fan of Ramondre. Uh, I thought he was – he's one of my biggest risers. Um, so I love the pick. All right. Team five, Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs, Austin Eckler. We will continue to profit off of people passing off the elite players. Derrick Henry. Um, Ooh, that's this a team. team <laughs> this is a team. This is a squad. Uh, quarterback is a little bit shaky right now, but um, that's four dudes who can get you 20 every week. <laughs> All right, so this team has Justin Herbert, Jonathan Taylor, and DK Metcalf. Uh, we'll go either wide receiver or uh, quarterback here. Quarterback options aren't the best. Uh, this is where it starts to get a bit just – it doesn't really even matter. So I'm going to take Chris Godwin here. Uh, I think, the, like, the next, like, 12 quarterbacks are all about the same. Uh, so there's no rush to take them. I'll go ahead and take Chris Godwin, proven wide receiver. He's done with multiple quarterbacks. Um, really just a great football player. So, yeah. Yeah, this is getting into interesting territory. I think here – um, I think the probably the top player that from last uh last year's dynasty startup that like has fallen quite a bit just because of injuries and not producing at the same level. I'm gonna take Mark oh. Andrews. Um, he's still an elite tight end. Uh, and mm-hmm. once he gets healthy next year, he should still produce at an elite level. Okay. Um, I think here I'm gonna take a running back. Uh, this team has Chris Olave, T Higgins, and Josh Allen. I'm going to take Najee Harris. Really? Um, Najee Harris still here? I am. Yeah, I, I think Najee is a guy that kind of – I was a bit fallen victim to this of the meme category a little bit. When you look at the broader context of the team, the offense coordinator is an idiot. The, uh, the offensive line is bad. The quarterback plays bad. And he's been hampered by that foot injury, which I think at least was persistent earlier in the year. Uh, you know, I think you have to look at the who he is at his best, which was last year, which was a volley capable of handling volume, even though it was a bad offensive line, leading running backs in receptions last year. And was it rookies in receptions or running backs in receptions? But whatever it was, he was up there. And I think you got to take that profile, realize he's a first round running back, and just take it and run in the fourth round. Okay, uh, I'm not a huge fan of Najee Harris, but yeah, can't dispute. A the- comparison I have for Najee Harris's career arc is Josh Jacobs. Mm. Josh Jacobs is better than Najee Harris, but okay, mm-hmm. I, I kind of see where you're going with that. Um, yeah, but I think the difference is the Steelers' offensive line is absolute trash, and and Najee doesn't make people miss. The Raiders right? was really bad. The Raiders but was Josh, so he, bad. He leads the league in in uh, fourth. Well, now, now, now. I think, uh, yeah, I think Najee will overcome. Okay, debatable, but uh, <laughs> I, I see where you're going with it. Um, Four twelve, uh, we have Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Garrett Wilson. Give me Nick Chubb. Um, Nick Chubb is clear RB one uh, next season. Kareem Hunt is gone, so I don't know if he's going to get replaced if they bring in some other running back. If he doesn't. Nick Chubb is in the running for overall RB1 next season. Um, so I like Nick Chubb, especially with Deshaun Watson uh, having a full 
offseason under his belt, that Cleveland offense should be something to be afraid of next year. All right. Well, that runs through our uh, first four rounds of a startup mock draft. I think we have a conversation in there about player value and random dynasty uh, strategy via tangents and just kind of a good look on how we value players. So that was pretty fun. Got through a lot of stuff. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed that a lot. That was definitely a lot of fun. All right. Well, maybe another time we could do five, six, seven, eight and just watch us struggle to determine which quarterback we should take of the Daniel Jones or like Matt Stafford. <laughs> Tune in. All right. <laughs>